Well, there are specific guidelines as far as uh, the topics of Torah study that, uh, uh, that we engage in in, in, the, uh, in the Shiva house. Uh, we learn Mishnayis. Uh, and uh, one, of the, one of the particular topics that is uh, on that list is the topic of Hilchazavelis, laws relating to the Shiva house, relating to the process of, of mourning. And I wanted to focus on one particular aspect of that that uh, people often ask, and it's important just to have a little understanding. The question is, um, we, uh, we often hear that a person is not supposed to use the shoes that uh, were used by the nifter, by the person who passed away. The question is, what is the basis for that? Is that something which is binding? I was asked uh, last week, someone uh, had a pair of shoes from a, a, a neighbor, uh, I'm sorry, from a family member who passed away, and they uh, wanted to give it to, to tzedakah, to, uh, to a collection of, of food, uh, sorry, of, uh, of clothing for uh, someone in the community to be able to, to benefit those who are, who are less fortunate. So I just want to share two or three brief sources. Ramosha Feinstein addresses this question. And uh, the source for this practice comes from a letter which is, uh, is known as the Tzava of Rabbi Huda Chassid, the last will and testament of Rabbi Huda Chassid. He was one of the uh, great Ashkenazi Rishonim. Uh, he was a, a Kabbalist. And that's, uh, his, that text, that letter, is a source of many, we'll say, uh, somewhat metaphysical um, uh, uh, topics that we discuss. For example, not marrying someone with the same uh, name as a, as a parent or in-laws. Right? This is where it comes from. And uh, the truth is, in general, it is a little bit of a, a question as to how much those concepts are binding on us. Could be Rabbi Huda Chassid was only writing those as instructions for his own descendants. Some could be some of those uh, instructions are are uh, more esoteric and they're not supposed to be applied uh, by everybody. But certain certain details in that letter have been adopted, have been widely uh, uh, accepted. And one of the things on the list is not to wear the Naalayim Shalmes. Naalayim Shalmes. So first of all. Uh, there are a number of svarim that record. Rabbi uh, Pesach Frank is quoted as as mentioning this to the author of the Gesher Chaim. Gesher Chaim is one of the primary sources of of Hilchos today. Uh, that maybe the whole thing is a mistake. It's a misunderstanding. It's not supposed to say Nalayim Shel Mesa. It's supposed to say Nalayim Shel Mesa. What's the difference? A Mesa means a behemoth, an animal that that died. It was sick. It wasn't slaughtered properly. It just died. So you give it to a non-Jew. You do whatever you you do. Obviously, you can't serve it to, as kosher. But the hide, the skin of the animal could be turned into shoes, and it could be what Rabbi Yudah was saying was don't use an animal that died of natural causes or of disease for shoes because perhaps it will, uh, you know, it will cause the person who buys the shoes, who wears the shoes, to contract whatever it was that the animal died from. If that's the case, if that's accurate, then the whole thing has very little relevance to us, uh, and you know, if you went to a shoe store, you wouldn't really know where it came from in the first place, but uh, Ramosha Feinstein says even if we can assume, and he, he, he's in favor of a simple understanding that it refers to the nalaim, the shoes of, of, uh, of the deceased, of human being. He says, nevertheless, it could be, could be that there's esoteric reasons behind it, but it behooves us when we don't have the, uh, the full understanding of those, those hidden reasons to try to find the closest uh, natural cause, closest natural understanding of what is described. And he says maybe the same thing should be true if the human being who, who wore those shoes uh, died as a result of some sort of disease or some sort of contagious disease. Um, that would be a reason where we would tell people not to use uh, not to use those shoes. Obviously, that's not something very common. That's not something we would naturally assume is the case. But when it comes to sakana, there's a there's a concept in halacha chamira sakanta misura. Chamira sakanta misura. We treat matters of health and safety even more strictly than we do matters of 
of uh, of iser uh, if, if a little bit of milk falls into uh, the pot of chicken soup, one sixtieth is enough to to imagine as if the uh, the milk was never there. If something dangerous, something potentially poisonous, fell, that, you know, this is why, uh, on this list is uh, eating fish and meat together. Right? Even there's a little bit, a tiny drop of, of fish left on the plate, and then I serve the flashics. You know, we, we, we don't do that. We we bring out a separate plate, a separate fork, and uh, we eat a little bit, uh, you know, a little chal in between. You have you have a have a lachaim in between. We want to distance ourselves. Entirely between uh, one and the other to make sure that there's no question of of uh, of, of sakana. So Ramosha says, as a result, if the person number one, we, we have a, a cause of death. We know that the person died not as a result of any disease, a or b. And this is mentioned by other postcom as well. If the individual didn't wear those uh, shoes recently, certainly not when he died, uh, and uh, and not in recent uh, history. Geshe Chaim suggests maybe in the last 30 days the person hasn't worn the shoes and, uh, you know, b- shortly before passing. So the whole thing, again, should not have any bearing on us and should not be applied bizman uh, hazeh. Uh, again, certainly if, uh, if there's a better use for it, if, you can, if the shoes are wearable, they're lightly worn, and, uh, and they can be given to a gamach or some sort of uh, charitable cause, then that would certainly be advisable. I just want to close by, uh, by saying I can't, because I am absolutely, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm lacking entirely any knowledge of, of Kabbalistic topics. I can't tell you if this is related, but it is important to uh, just uh, share that there's a statement in the Nefesh HaChaim. The Nefesh HaChaim quotes from Kabbalistic sources that the human body, while in this world, is compared to a shoe. Why, why, why a shoe? So he says because even though we have a neshama, neshama resides in the guf, and we live on this world, and what powers, what, what gives the life force to the human body is the neshama, in reality... It's not that there's a soul here and goes up to Shemayim and then comes back down in the morning, as we, as we say, Moda'ani, that we got to show. It's a little more sophisticated than that. In reality, it's as if the ch- there's a chain. There's a chain from the Kisiyah cover from the heavenly throne, from where our neshama is hewn, and that chain goes step by step down one after another through the various worlds. There are many different worlds, many different heavens, many different stages between here and Shemayim, and the lowest, lowest uh, inch of the neshama is the neshama that we have inside of our guf. He says it's almost like a shoe uh, houses the lowest regions of the human body. The foot is at the very bottom of this human being, and the shoe is what protects and what clothes the lowest part of the body. So too, the human body clothes the lowest part of the neshama. It's a very, very interesting concept, but it, it, it's very elevating and empowering because it helps us understand that our, our existence in this world is not totally divorced from what happens in Shemaim. On the contrary, it helps us appreciate even more how much our actions down here have an impact up above, as the Mishnah says in Perkei Avos, Da Mala Mala Mimcha. Know what is above you. That's a simple translation of the Mishnah. But uh, the Baal Shem Tov and others explained, Da Mala Mala, know that's what, that what is above, Mimcha, is from you. It's a result of your actions, a result of your mitzvos, your averos. There's a tremendous power that's given to a human being. And over the course of a lifetime, and uh, when, when we spend a week of Shiva, Shloshim, and, and, and a year uh, remembering the individual who, who has passed away, then uh, the, the, the important thing to take away is, is to appreciate that everything they accomplish in this world is something which is everlasting, something which is, which is perpetual, and, and has the far-reaching implications all the way up to Shemaim. And uh, the, the, the Nechama comes from an understanding that, that one's mother or, or whoever it may be, uh, their accomplishments and achievements in this world 
had, had that impact all the way up in Shemayim, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will never forget, just as we will never forget either. Rechanan ben Akash Omer, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Zakas Yisrael, 